From the Saddle is brought to you by Hewitt Consulting and Communications, specialising in rural business and marketing design. Find them on Facebook and Instagram. From the Saddle. I just need to take five and just go away and recover. <laughs> Not even high pressure, I don't know the word to describe it. From the Saddle. Hi listeners, welcome to the 2021 Nutrient Feature Series. With Nutrient Classic Sale just around the corner, we thought it would be a great opportunity to speak with the vendors, trainers, presenters and Nutrient themselves to get a great insight to the first event to be held post-COVID. So join myself, Caitlin Hewitt and co-presenter Scott Keogh for this From the Saddle production. Feature Series. Scotty Keogh. Morning, Caitlin. How are you? I'm very well. Yourself? I'm good, mate. We are excited to bring our first ever feature series for Nutrien 2021. Tell you what, mate, I think uh, Nutrien 2021 can be anything. We've got a lot of variables out there. We've had a COVID year. Guys haven't had a chance to compete. But then you, you, on the top back of that, you've got cattle sales. Normally a good cattle season means a good horse sale season. So uh, I'm thinking on the back end of Dolby being very strong, I'm thinking Nutrient 2021 may be their biggest ever. Yeah, absolutely. I was uh, looking at some Dolby statistics this morning and, you know, this year there was 189 lots with 86% clearance. Um, 2019, they averaged $9,873. This year, they averaged $14,957 with actually less lots. Yeah, well, that's an extra five grand per horse where I come from. Yep. So, yeah, mate, I, I think it's just going to be different. You know, probably a lot of people might have an extra dollar in their pocket because they haven't been to every draft and polo cross match. And itchy feet. Itchy feet. Yeah. Absolutely. They don't want a project horse. They want a horse to just put on the truck because the next draft that's up, they're on. And hopefully um, 2021 is what we all wish for. It's green light and Back to normal life. Yeah. So I guess um, over the next, you know, few weeks, we'll be talking with everyone from Nutrien to Jason Lindley, who was a classic 2020 winner, classic draft. So we are very excited to bring this and um, we look forward to seeing the results of Nutrien 2021. Absolutely, mate. I think there'll be a lot of variables, um, but I think the good horses will make great money. Like I said, it's going to be different. You know, as a breeder and a fan, you sit back and you watch the Warwick Gold Cup and you, and you see which stallions performed uh, before you make your breeding decisions for the year. Well, we didn't get to do that. Mm. Um, horses like uh, G.I.M. Hard, mm. he, he was looking at back-to-back, possibly yep. Cloncurry, Stockman Challenges. He didn't even get a chance. Yeah. Um, so, so there's going to be a lot of different variables. There's going to be horses put through the ring that maybe didn't get the drafts on them. Yeah. Um, Maybe that made people stay home and put more foundation on and slow down. Yeah. Maybe it's better. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be big. I think there'll be money about for the right horses. And, um, yeah, I think it's not one to be missed. Righto, let's get stuck into it. Feature series. Hello. Hey, Jace. Caitlin Hewitt. Scotty Keogh. How are you going? Good, good. Good stuff. Thanks for um, giving us five minutes, mate. We're going to have a bit of a chat today about the 2020 Classic and and winning that title. Morning, mate. How you going? Good, thanks. So, Jace, let's touch on that. Um, the horse you were on, what was it? Uh, PB Grasshopper. Yep. He was a um, Damo Kenny and Tory Acton owned him. Yep. And they're putting him through the sale this year? Yeah, yep, yep. Yep. I think uh, Matty Moffat's riding him through, yeah. So did you have him for long, like leading up to the to the classic? 
Well, we sort of, Damo wrote him for a bit. He took him to a couple of drafts. Um, I wrote him for, I took him to quite a few at the end there. Um, yeah, so probably 12 months sort of on and off for riding him and um, probably the last couple of months before the classic, I sort of rode him for a fair bit, yeah. So maybe give us a bit of an insight to him, um, you know, temperament, personality. I guess they all have a bit of a personality. What what were the, some of the characteristics that you sort of felt with him? Yeah, he, he, was, a, he was pretty quirky, actually. He had... He was, um, yeah, he was pretty quirky, but um, he had a really good foundation on him. Todd Graham trained him at the start and put him in front of a cow and he was a totally different horse. He just, yeah, cowed up. And and the way he could move his sort of front end was sort of something that I'd, you know, I'll always remember because um, it was very different to um, a lot of horses that I've rode, yeah. So um, for a buyer to make the most informed decision, uh, what sort of rider would you like to see buy this horse at the sale? Um, someone that wants to go and win a lot of drafts, I think, um, because he is he is definitely and um, and the proofs in the pudding. Like Maddie took him to um, Condamine, run I think he'd run a ninety-one on him in one of the rounds down there. Like he's ready to win drafts. He's sort of he's at that age where he's yeah going to be super competitive this year, and he's good in the yard and he's good outside. So yeah. And is he the sort of horse that needs working a lot during the week, mate, or is he pretty much set and forget now? Well, he probably is um, that way now. Uh, yeah, like he's, yeah, just just run him in and sort of give him a week's work and I reckon he'd be ready to go, yeah. I don't know, mate. Well, I think, uh, I think someone's going to come away from Uchin uh, with a pretty special horse on the hands there, so uh, definitely one to look out for. Oh, for sure, yeah. Like, he's, yeah, like I said, I think he's ready to, ready to go on and win, win a lot of drafts in the future, yeah. So, Jace, as the winner of the 2020 Classic, I, I think, I mean, we know who Jason Lindley is, but I think a lot of people sort of went, who the heck's Jason Lindley? Um, <laughs> I, was just, I was just telling Scotty, uh, you know, you're, you're as humble as they come. You're, you're a nice family guy. You know, camp drafting is a passion, I guess. Take us back to, to when you realised you, you just took that title. Um, yeah, it was... <laughs> It was sort of very funny. Like I, at the end of it all, I um, went back to my truck there, and a few people come along, and um, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. I didn't know whether to cry or laugh. Or, yeah. <laughs> and you don't drink, so you, or did you have a beer? No, I was close. I tell you, I was yeah, very I close. I bet. I remember reading it on my phone that that you were the winner, and I just looked at Finley and I said, "It could not have happened to a nicer guy." <laughs> Uh, thanks for that, yeah. I knew who Jason Lindley was before it, mate, so Warwick Screen had told me all about you, so... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, was a, yeah. I talked to him the other day a while back there. He's, um, yeah, he's moved away down south, but, yeah, I haven't yeah. caught up with him for a while. Yeah, no, uh, Warwick Screen had me all filled in about your talents, mate, so uh, it was no surprise to me. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya, your wife was telling me at Theodore Camp Draft one time, I think it was Owen. Is it Owen that gets really disappointed when you miss the gate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he, you nailed it. He was happy. He always says, "Oh, what did he miss that gate for?" Yeah, yeah. He's always adding up points. He's, he's he loves his numbers, so he's always adding up scores. And yeah. How old is he? Ah, uh, he's eight. Yeah. Um, going back this year, mate. Yeah, yeah. I got a um, I got two for the sale, and I've got Evan and Kim Acton that I work for. Um, they bought Puddle Duck off John Breckelman last year, so she's for the classic. Yeah, right. What's Puddle? How's Puddle Duck bred, mate? Uh, she's a con man out of. Um, she's actually not out of one of Breck's sort of. Uh, she sort of goes back to Cold Duck 
a fair way back. But um, yeah, just off the top of my head, I, I'm not quite sure what her mother's side is. Um, but yeah, she's she does go back to the, the to the original cold duck, I think. Yeah. So, mate, are we quietly confident of taking the double or what? <laughs> yeah, like she's she's a she's a really talented mare. Um, she chases one really good. She cuts out good. And um, but the only thing is, I haven't sort of shown. I took her to one one faturity this year at Ridgelands. Um, so she probably hasn't had as much exposure to the to the camp draft world as as Grasshopper had. But in saying that, she's probably a little bit more relaxed than he was at that stage too. So yeah, who knows? I bet you're itching. I mean, no events on this year. I, I reckon you're looking forward to packing that truck up and and heading off. I don't know. I might be a bit rusty. Yeah, you might have to <laughs> practice that packing. I reckon. What do you What do you think? Oh, I mean the campground, but I might be a bit rusty at that. <laughs> I think so. It'll come back to you, mate. Yeah, <laughs> Jace. Um, you know, if there's anything you're going to forget to pack, what do you reckon it would be? Well, I didn't take a wheelbarrow last year, so that's first on the list to take. Um, They're pretty easy to borrow. Yeah, that's that's what I that's what I'm thinking too. But <laughs> do a run to Bunnings or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I try not to forget too many things. Um, yeah. Right. What are the other two sale horses you got there, Jace? Oh, I got a hard at Henry out of a CD mare, Bankful CD mare. Yep. Um, she's a um, four year old. Mm-hmm. And then I got a sophisticated mare. Um, she's six, six or seven. Um, yeah, I think she's six. Yeah. Right. Mate. So yeah. You know, I just the um, hard hat Henry mare. She's a really nice mare. Um, she's actually a half sister of that mare that Warwick Screen showed at the Futurity last year. Yeah. No, they're going pretty. They're going really nice, and yeah. And what sort of homes would you love to see them go to, mate, for the perfect marriage, perfect result? Um, yeah, anyone that wants wants to have a bit of fun on horse. They're both really quiet, so um, yeah, I, I think the hard hat will probably suit just about anyone in the family. Whereas the sophisticated's probably got a bit more bit more life to her, so she's probably more more experienced sort of a rider. But um, yeah, whatever. Um, they're both cowy, both can chase a cow, so yeah. Well, if they've got the uh, Jason Lindley Foundation on them, mate, I'm sure they're they're very advanced. And uh, I, I know I'd be dog ear in the old catalogue if it's got uh, Jason Lindley <laughs> beside the name, and I'd be checking it out. Good stuff. All right, Jace, we might let you go. Thanks for joining us. Right, eh? All the best, Jace. Thanks, mate. No worries. Good luck. Thank you. See you, Zay. Bye. Bye. series. All right, today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to speak with Mark Barton, the equine manager of Nutrien. How are you going, Mark? I'm really well, thanks. Thanks for joining us, and I know that uh, it's a busy time of year, so we do appreciate that. No, thank you guys for taking the time. That's all right, mate. We thought we'd um, put a bit of a, a feature series together for the podcast in leading up to Nutrient 2021. Um, obviously, you know, the eyes are on you guys. Dolby was a really strong sale um, post-COVID. Everyone's kind of wondering, you know, a what to expect, what it may look like, and um, I guess people are just itchy and and willing to spend the money, obviously. So, um What's the what's the numbers looking like, Mark, compared to previous years? Yeah, look, actually, it's an interesting question. Last oh, five years, we always get you know, oversubscribed, like you, you sevens and up to eight hundred horses nominated to try and get back to six fifty that we think we can handle. Yeah. Um, this year, we took our six eighty back to six fifty, and then we um, ended up uh, dropping those back actually to um, we're about five ninety five. We had about fifty pull out, and people just saying with the COVID. Um, situation, we just haven't they haven't got them out, they haven't done the, the miles that they would normally do for them Yep. 
um, and they just you haven't sent them to trainers and just feel that they might be better off just to give them one more year. So yeah. um, that that's probably the first year and probably four where we're actually below 600 or around 600 rather than 650 for uh, the first time in a long time. But yeah. um, I, I think in, in that, that in itself probably gives us a... Um, a couple of positives too because you've got um, um, I think yeah, a, a stronger interest with good cattle prices and a bit of season about the place so it's, it's actually yeah people are, are quietly confident this year which is great yeah absolutely horse sales follow cattle sales um, I I did a bit of research and this 2021 sale there are 591 horses on offer yes um, there's I mean, obviously, this could be subject to change. There's 124 two-year-olds, 177 three-year-olds, 129 four-year-olds, and 161 open age. Yep. Do you do you reckon you know people will travel from as far as they previously have, or do you think people are sort of more taking the online option these days? Um, look, the online sales have surprised all of us. They've been um, they've been really positive. Um, I guess it gets back to buyer confidence if you got the right vendors um like we saw with you know the breckelman dispersal was a one-off um we we also saw that you know those um mangala horses you know we we know what people are going to expect there so um you know with um with kylie like she she does a great job people trust her over the phone i i think the classic um we talked about it if COVID had to continue to be a problem the classic's an event and i think that's part of the um uh, I think that's part of the the, the, the reason it's it's been successful is people actually I've talked to, to them about whether they went to the uh, the uh, the tennis in Melbourne or whether they caught up at the Ecker. It's it's become like that um, um, that the, the gathering of a lot of like-minded people as much as it is a sale. Yep, people are looking for that social outlet as well. Yeah, of course, and I, and I think no more than this year. Yeah, you know, this this last twelve months has been really hard, and I think. Um, you know, like like I say, I, I, whether it's kids' sport or or back camp drafting, I think um people are just itching to interact and and do something like normal Australian life. You know, yeah. get out and actually yeah. have a bit of fun with a few mates and a bit of normality. Yeah, absolutely. Um, mate, you know, obviously Dolby was a strong sale. Um, I did have a look back in 2019. They had 194 lots. And seventy nine percent clearance, average of uh, nine thousand eight hundred seventy three. Now this year, they had less horses. They had an eighty six percent clearance with an average of fourteen thousand nine hundred fifty seven. Yep. So, you know, I'm I'm starting to sort of see a bit of a pattern, and I I truly hope that it will sort of follow on with Nutrien, and I do think it will. The, the- that's where I, I, I talk to people about Dolby and those those horses that have genuinely done a few miles, um, particularly those those you know young or like middle aged geldings. When I say middle aged, a, a five, six, seven, eight year old horse that's done some miles, people are actually starting to recognise their value, like a decent working dog. Like people are happy to pay for those hours because mm. we don't tend to have have them available. And I think that uh, a strong Dolby generally um, gives us confidence that we've got a strong market for our business and. Yeah, the last we actually looked at it with COVID as well. Fifty um, percent over the last three years, fifty percent of our horses have gone back to the territory or Queensland. So, when things are good north of Tamworth, um, that generally lines up for uh, uh, yeah vendors getting well well rewarded for their efforts. Yeah, absolutely, mate. What impacts do you guys predict COVID might have? Yeah, look, I, I think 
COVID for us, the only restriction we're, we've, we're, we look at the, the parking in the paddock, we'll generally have around 1,200 horses. Um, we estimate that's two people per horse um, as a rule. So that's 2,500 people on site. If we put everyone in the stadium, I think 3,500 is what our, our COVID plan looks at, something along those lines at this stage. So the potential of a 1,000 outside people turning up on sale days probably – the only thing I can see at the moment that would potentially change it, it from being anything other than normal, maybe instead of one main bar area upstairs, we might have to have two or three bars yeah. uh, so that people can actually mingle a bit further away. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I think it's it's probably business as usual. Look, we looked at even here a few months back, the potential of the camping area becoming a closed site, you know, that you couldn't go in or out. Once you came on site, you stay. But I think the world's or, or Australia's lucky enough to see, you know, I'm in Victoria now. We're seeing that the world's starting to get back to a little bit of um, uh, normality again, hopefully. Yeah. And look, you know, let's, let's state the obvious that it could change at any time and, and we don't want to lead anyone down a path that, you know, we can't guarantee. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And we, we, we've got a, We've got a plan with um, New South Wales Health that we'll work with. Um, that's our plan today. We've actually delayed opening our parking to 1 January for that reason. They, their advice was, look, let's get the most up-to-date um, process to work through, only four weeks out, and hopefully that's less stringent than it is today. So yeah. it's, um, it's, it's, a moving, it's a moving beast, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. So let's talk trade sites. Um, are there trade sites? Are, are you seeing, yep. you know, less of them? Are you um, unable to take as many as you normally can? You know, let's let's talk trade sites. Yeah, tra- traders are basically as normal. We've, we're up. Uh, the girls, everyone's got a, a – a, if something happened that they couldn't get there, we, we've got a, an arrangement like they get a, they, they get a full refund. Uh, but the traders are like all of us. They're reaching to try and do business too. They want to be out there. Yeah. Um, and so they they're set. It'll be basically someone that's been to Tamworth. You, you're seeing the same, the the, the same trading um, uh, area as we'd have at every other sale. Um, and, and like I say, but that that's something that uh, it'll be governed by what the world does to us, I guess, over this next six or seven weeks. But but at this stage, the, the trading is a really important aspect to it because it's a. There's a lot of people come to the event that don't actually go to buy or sell. They go to socialise, and you know, we've all got partners that like to spend. And I think the uh, the poor old the girls get the blame, but I think the blokes spend as much as they do <laughs> at the bar. Absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Well, well, I think they they don't mind a bit of bling on them too before they get to the bar. Some of the fellas too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Hey, Mark. It's Scotty Keogh here, mate. Can you tell me? Yeah, how, how are you, mate? How long has the sale been running? Yeah, we're going to sale fourteen now. So sale this 14. is uh, our fourteenth year. Two thousand and eight was our first sale, and look. Interesting, mate. We looked at this year's actually, but we we ran straight after EI was there, and and look, I must give credit to Troy Palmer, was the bloke who like we were waiting for February when the um 2009 when the uh, the Alex Centre opened, and there was a lot of us yeah tied down, couldn't get out because of EI, and he said, look, mate, we're itching to go have a sale in May, June, I think it was May, and we had that um we had that sale early and 129 horses, and it proved a success, and it also meant that the people. Changed the money in only six months, which was great. Yeah, and look to me, uh, it just seems the horse sale, the horse sale job is getting better. We've talked to guys today, like you know Matt Moffat, Tom Williamson. Yep, they're, they're selling horses that have been in training for two years. You know, I think it's graduated from just a quick. We'll send him to a trainer for three weeks to get his head out of the air. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And look, mate, you, yeah, your your profession, you know, what it takes to make a horse 
you know, and it's not a, it's not sent it to a trainer for, yeah, you know, or even, even, even a breaker. Like the, the days of he's been to a breaker, he's had three or four weeks, and then give him a fortnight mastering or something, and then sell him on. Yep. Um, it's a competitive market, and I think you've probably touched on some really good ones. And I think the the bloke who blazed the trail, and it was, yeah, you know, Breck John Breckelman, um. Yep. He changed his whole business from trying to win, you know, two-handed cuttings and futurities to making that the platform to sell open-age horses at our sale rather than young horses initially. Absolutely. Um, and, and I think we've seen, you know, the good, the good trainers, you know, I guess it's also the old tube of toothpaste now that, that people, the market, it's the most discerning buyer market we deal with, I think. Uh, people know those trainers that actually put the right buttons on a horse to give them, you know, I, I think Terry Hall once said to me, I believe a horse should have 10 good competition years in it. It's whether you choose that to be from 3 to 13 or 6 to 16, that's up to you. But the horses with the right platform are going to have 10 really good years in them when they go to get in the right hands. And I think that investment in trainers like the blokes you mentioned, I think they, um, they the vendor gets paid and so does the buyer. I think they get a, a, a far better product. Mm. Absolutely, the far better product. And, and you know, Quality lingers on long after you've forgot the initial price tag, doesn't? When you yeah, exactly, exactly. And look, and, and, and I'm going to say I can I can name you the uh, the two or three bad horses or the ones that I haven't had fun with that I bought over the last thirty years for myself. I can probably tell you what I paid for them. The ones I've had a lot of fun with, I've often don't remember what I paid. Absolutely. Maybe I choose not to remember sometimes, <laughs> but. <laughs> but but honestly, like you, you look at that that horse that the one that's hardest, and I think that's where Dolby works too. That that horse that is genuinely safe for, a, 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 not necessarily a novice in in ability, but someone that lacks confidence or doesn't have the time to go out and, and be even a bit competitive. I know with my workload, like. I like to be competitive, and I think you, you look at some guys that go and get fully trained horses. They got 22, 23 cutouts. They're working stock still, so their their cow sense is good. But for, if you're in a, in the, that that league, of, uh, I suppose where you you can afford to buy that 30 plus horse, um, gee, there's some fun to be had on those. Oh, why if, wouldn't if, you? Why wouldn't yeah, you? Especially when you look at the cost of you know, diesel and the trucks and feeding them and all the other add-on costs, the, the cheapest things, the investment in the horse. Oh, isn't it funny, Mark? And we all love hope. We all we all fall in love with hope. We, we'll we'll pay thirty grand for a yearling, but then thirty grand for a trained horse seems dear. Yes, <laughs> it, yes. it is. It is a little bit back the front, isn't it? Oh, you you, you look at. Um, I think the the old concept. I know that the challenge guys. You seem to migrate more to a lot of the two-year-old horses, and you talk to a couple of them, like Mick Wilson. He said, "I've always loved a horse that I can bugger up my own way," <laughs> 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 and, and I think there's a bit more in that. Some of these good challenge guys buy a two-year-old; they spend twelve months again, like putting that really good building blocks and foundation. And like that's the the, the challenge as part of our event. Uh, it's probably two things. I think it's really helped people get better in their horsemanship and making sure that they 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 give those young horses a better start. I think that competition gives you something, a benchmark to aim for. Win, lose, or draw, you've won by being in it. But what it's done to increase the skill level or the desire of young people to get better in that 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 area, they get their two minutes in the sun. Unlike the camp draft, if something goes wrong and the beast turns left hard, it's all over. Whereas they still get their two minutes. They miss a turn or they bugger up a part of the pattern. They can still get that moment in the sun. And I think that 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 uh, experience of just being rubbing shoulders with some of those good guys is really important. Yep, absolutely. A guy told me once. He said, uh, Scott, you know the, the the one horse event you want to win in Australia. And this is a smart man, this guy. You know him too. And I'm like, oh, Warwick? He said, well, that pays 20 grand. I said, well, Cloncurry? Well, that pays 10 grand. 
He said landmark sale because that p- could pay a quarter of a million. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yep. It, it's 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 a um the, the sale aspect, and I know I know blokes that have that have tried to prep up to six and eight horses in the uh, classic young horses under five, and that's bloody hard work. And and I know talking to a bloke there, he said it's taken me a while to wise up. He said I'm better off to put a lot more work into three really well bred fillies. And I'm guaranteed to get a return if I do it right. Whereas yep. the, the the draft, there's so many great operators out there, and you do have to draw a cow. Um, and I think that's a that's a big part of it. The, the one we all want to win's Warwick is never going to be challenged because of the um the the, the, the nostalgia and the history that's yep. there. And I often talk to our guys. Oh, how do we make it better? And I said, don't ever try and be something that it's not. Like I, I know Paradise never tried to be something that. It, that it wasn't. It, it evolved to be a fantastic event, and Clon Curry's always been great. Um, I know when we started our challenge, uh, we had a lot of Peter Dowling. I bounced a lot of ideas off what did work, what could have been done better. Uh, the Horse of the North guys at Charters, and we tried to make that challenge work, yeah, you know, because we wanted it to be an Australian performance horse challenge. But if you got it right the first time, you'd be too clever and you'd give it up. But we're still learning and. It, it, I guess our, our events about fail fast, try something different, uh, be confident enough as a team that when we make a mistake, be be up front. Like mm. we had, we had some trouble with ground, the indoor arena last year. Um, I had an ulcer after that. We had yeah you know, eight or ten valuable horses and competent riders on you know come down and that 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 arena, and that was a, that's something we don't ever want to see happen again. So you you. you I think being honest and being a bit bit humble when you do make a mistake, hopefully people will forgive you and don't make it again. So we've 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 learned a lot, but also as agents, we knew how to sell stock, not how to actually run an event. So we've had to learn that in the last ten years. And that's probably yeah, I've been at it thirty five years as an agent, but it's the most enjoyment I've got out of it actually delivering that for the industry. It's it, and it, I mean that as a team, no one gets asked to go to the classic for our team. We actually love it because I think it's it is important for the industry and for the wider community, like rural Australia. I think it's it's something I want to. Hopefully, it's remembered by people in Australia as one of those events that that symbolises what what our core values are in the bush. Yeah, well, look, all, all I hear is confidence. I, everyone I run to, everyone says, you know, nutrients going to be good this year. It's going to be good. Yeah, and, and, and I hope it is. And I think it, it, our job's to create the right environment. So you've got, yeah, the, the right atmosphere for buyers and sellers to do business. And I think with COVID staying away, um, the enthusiasm that's out there, the, uh, the, the the confidence in the cattle market, a little bit of season, um, the quality of horse flesh has just grown yeah, exponentially in the last decade. Um, the young people that are actually trying to forge a career in the industry now, yeah. um, I'd like to think that that we have a responsibility there to try and help, yeah, help create some stability. So hopefully the event does live up to expectations. We've had some great results on the back of, um, yeah, some poor expectation where people have been really down and out. How the hell is this going to go this year? So I hope it's not the year where we all expect it to be good and it lets us down, but it won't be because we haven't set the table properly. Yeah. Well, mate, I think at the very least, getting an event of that scale off the ground and running post-COVID is is a credit to you all. And, you know, I imagine the forms and the red tape that you've got to jump through. Um, going out, Mark, what, is there anything that you want, um, you know, anyone to know that's heading to Nutri in 2021? Any, any important information or anything you need anyone to know? Yeah, look, it, it was an interesting question asked about yeah the buffalo last year, which was <laughs> that was again it was a, it was a, a challenge we took on. It'll be all cattle. We've got cattle available again this year. 
Um, probably because of the lack of drafts, I reckon we've got the potential of some of the best camp draft cattle that we've uh, we've had available. Mm. Um, so that's a positive. We'll pre-work and sell on on yeah, really good uh, fresh young stock this year. Like that, that we won't need the buffalo. I think they're a great um, fill in last year. Um, other than that, I think it's probably just make sure you've you you people are aware of if they're yeah the COVID plan like be sensible about if something does change we want we don't want to stop now we've gone this far our business yeah. is is planned to continue um, but if we can um, people that turn up there make sure they they they're, yeah just just common sense about making sure we look after the um the event and 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 we don't have a a late hiccup that makes it hard for people to comply but yeah other than that it's business as usual there's like I say a few less horses yeah. um, same program start drafting on the Saturday. Uh, we'll sell the following uh, weekend over the four days, Thursday through Sunday. Yep. And, um, yeah, we look forward to um, looking after people who can make it down. And I guess, you know, maybe just a bit of patience from everyone and sometimes some things can be a bit out of control and if, if anything's going to yep. be out of your control, it, it might be this year. So maybe just stick yeah. with yous and, and yeah. We'll keep people informed, and I, I think it's um like I say, the only thing we we we've got a plan is if we got restricted to three and a half thousand people in that main selling arena, yep. uh, there could be a, that that would be one where you may have to register prior to going in or something like that. But we'll 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 cross those bridges early January, and you know, uh, social media is a great avenue for us to get our message out for um, um yeah, performance source people. They seem to yeah pick it up off that or the website. So yep. we'll give one of us a call. But yeah, we we we'd like to think there's not too many changes this time. Good stuff. Well, credit to you all, mate, and the team behind it. Uh, we wish no, you all good the on best, you. and thank, thank you. you for your time. No, look, we appreciate you guys showing some interest. It's um, yeah, like I say, it's 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 an important event, and look, like I say, fifty percent of um, of our business comes from yeah, north of the border. So it's great to see that we can actually cross that track again. So it's it's great. We look forward to seeing all our mates from the north come down. Absolutely. And if there's any way we can help down the track, just give me a call and we can have a chat. Sounds great. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mark. Cheers, Mark. See you, mate. Bye now. Beach series. <laughs> Hey, Leah. Caitlin Hewitt's got Keo. How you going? Oh, good in yourselves. Good. Morning, mate. What's happening on the ranch today? Oh, not too much. Just riding some horses, so they're keeping us busy. I bet. Hey, today we're going to have a bit of a chat about uh, Nutri in 2021 and the lots that you've got heading there. Um, I guess, Leah... You know, I've got the the advert up in front of me and there's some pretty strong bloodlines that make up that team. Um, you've got nine lots in total heading to 2021 Nutrien. Is there any any horse in particular that you're really excited about? Oh, I'm actually pretty excited about all of them. <laughs> it's probably one of the strongest teams we've actually been able to present and, and yeah, but they're they're all pretty strong. Uh, the metallic mare, she's probably something pretty special too. Um, I think she's exceptionally well bred. So that's uh, lot 151. Yes, that's it. So let let's talk about her. Give us a rundown around her. Okay, so she was a 2013 drop foal. Uh, she's sired by Metallic Cat. Uh, I don't think he needs much introductory to to the um, industry. Uh, her dam, Westminster Abbey. So she's actually by Spinifex. Uh, and she won a futurity and won a couple of derbies, uh, a few non-pro titles. So... 
her herself, um, the the dam of of uh, Cheshire Cat is real exceptional mare. Um, she is trained as a cutter by Trent Smith. Uh, no fault to her own. She actually didn't get shown through the futurity. Uh, she's had a bit of time off and she's come back into work with us now in in preparation to go to to Toowoomba, uh, to Tamworth, sorry. And, uh, yeah, really, really excited. Super, super cowie mare, like just unreal. And we've started tracking cattle cattle on her and she's she's quite good outside. Uh, you'd pretty much be able to step on her and go camp drafting uh, straight away. Um, so the other day we actually took her to a first show at uh, Toowoomba. I can't, uh, showed her in the open snaffle bit there. Yep. I actually hadn't worked a cow on the mare prior to this and, and yeah, I think she come out with like a 149 uh, score and won the event. So, yeah, that was my first time riding her on a cow and I mean she hadn't been worked on a cow probably for for a few years and that's just that's just how set that mare is, you know, like she's just ready to go and, and have some fun with and and just everything about is pretty cool. Well I tell you what, I'm looking at a picture of her here. She's a great type too, Leah, and in a perfect world she goes to the to the right home and, and, and you want a buyer to make the most informed decision they can. What sort of rider would you love to see walk away at this mare? Oh, look, we'd just love to see her go to someone that's going to use her with her ability. Uh, she's She'd be suitable for for most levels. Um, you know, she she's easy to ride. She's had spells and come back in, so she's a... You know she's good after after a spell and that, but we just love to see her see her go out and compete and 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 be be used in in what she's she's good at. I mean, it wouldn't matter if a cutter got her or a camp drafter got her. Really, wouldn't matter which discipline she's going to take take someone to the top. And we actually retained two embryos out of her this season. Um, one to Conman and the other to Shorty's Last Dancer. So, I mean, that's the thing with this mare is is you can go and buy her, you can go and compete, ride, and then, the, you know, embryo or, or use her down the track as a broodmare. The the breeding and, and quality of her is, is something that, yeah, her foals are going to be bred to be champions too, so. Oh, yeah, look for that one. 151, wasn't it? Yeah, lot 151, a Bay Roan metallic hat mare. Sounds good, Leah. Righto, let's talk about lot 331, a one-time rule to gelding. Yep, 331. So he's um on account of Murray and Loretta Smith. Um He's a 2017 um, drop bay gelding. He's, yeah, one-time royalty. Again, he probably needs not a lot of introductory to to our, our game and that. And he's actually out of Thompson's groovy chick. She'd won a maiden draft and um, has had progeny to go on and, and they've won drafts and, and and shows and challenges and everything. So, like, she's she's producing winners. Um I actually rode a salute out of her a few years back and and put it through Dolby sale. Uh, she sold for forty thousand and a, um, was a very nice mare. And this guy, 
Oh, he he's cool. Like he's a big, strong gelding. He's only only young, but Ben Seeds broke him in, um, and he's had four weeks training, putting training with with Jamie Seckham. So he's had he's had very good people ride him up um, to this point in his life, and and he's he's set and really cool. Like I, I like the way he travels. He he wants to be a Pretty big stopping horse. Um, he's only only a young fella and green, but he's he's shown a lot of ability uh, for those incentives that uh, Nutrien has to offer down there. So I think he'd be definitely one that I'd you'd be able to challenge and and draft. So. Um, he's he's got a lot of good things about this gelding, that's for sure. Absolutely, Leon. He's got some leg under him, mate. How big's that horse? Yeah, look, he'd be he'd be fifteen one, um, and and I reckon he could go bigger. You know, like he's he's a lovely big strong gelding, and and just just comes with that height too. I guess he he's got that fantastic smooth stride and and can stride out. But what I really like about him for for a big horse, he's he's quite athletic and can shorten up. Like I. I've started him there on a cow and on the bag cow and, and you know, he can get, get into the ground and, and move for such a big horse too. So um, I, I really think he's, he's got the goods to, to do everything on. So that's lot 331, which is a 2017 uh, one-time royalty gelding. All right, Leah, let's move on to lot 158, a 2015 chestnut roan mare. Yeah, yeah, that's um, Dulce Murata Boone, and she's um, a lovely mare too. She's by Cats Murata, and Cats Murata is actually by Highbrow Cat, um, and his offspring earning. I mean, I think they've had excess of four million dollars in in uh, you know progeny earnings. So, so his his progeny in the states really excelled in the in the cutting and cow horse pens and and we've seen a few over here um and he she's actually out of dulce boone um and she's probably i think she's the only dulce smart lena mare to be actually imported from the u.s uh so yeah very very strong strong bloodlines there uh grand simon started her uh as a two-year-old and she had a bit of cutting foundation and that there and Actually didn't have a lot done um, until we've got here, but she'll have about six months uh, sale prep for Tamworth um, prior to this sale. And I really like this little mare. Like she's starting to, well, she's just a massive stopper, just naturally. Like that's not trained into her, I don't believe. It's just, that's just her. And really tidy on a cow, like really hunts her cows. You know, she's... She's gonna run, run really pretty. She she's had a lot of chasing now, and um, yeah, just just hooked onto all that really good. Um, and just to you know, her full brother actually was bred by Paul and Katrina as well, and um, he he won a um, open futurity, and he's been a great non-pro horse. He's been a great um, open-aged event horse, like so, like yeah, just. Horses all through that bloodline that have succeeded and have been successful, and um, but yeah, she's just a really nice mare. 
All right, mate. She's a good sort too. Uh, you know, another another roan filly, chestnut roan filly. And what sort of rider would she really suit, mate? She'd suit again. Like I, I could see her suiting. She's quiet. Like we have had um, juveniles and that on her. But I would say she'd suit someone again competitive. Like she, she's going to go out. And, and, you know, she's going to step into the camp draft scene or challenge scene just fine, pretty enough and, and so forth. Like, I I mean, I really wouldn't put just one one set of rider on her. I mean, you could have her for the whole family if you really wanted to. Um, someone could go and draft her and then put the kids on her or whatever. Like, she's got a really good mindset, even though she probably hasn't had – a lot of the training earlier on as, as a couple of the others, she's still a really, really good-minded mare and, and quiet to be around. I mean, it goes for all the lots. Uh, you know, they're just really, really good horses to be around. And, um, yeah, but we'd just love to see her, you know, again, if someone wanted a competitive horse, she'd be she'd be one you'd want to put on the truck, so... Righto, so that's what we say, lot 158, a um, 2015 chestnut roan mare. Yeah, well, I, as, as I, every time I get the privilege to announce Leah Reid, I say uh, I don't think there's another horsewoman in Australia that comes to mind that can win a cult starting, a challenge, a cutting and a camp draft. Uh, Leah just does a fantastic job, guys, and if you're looking for some horses that are set, do yourself a favour and make sure you check out Leah Reed's draft at the upcoming Nutrient Sale. Yeah, thank you guys so much for, for letting us come on here and, and talk about the, the horses we have for sale. Cheers, Leah. Thanks, Leah. Thank you guys so much, eh? Series. Thanks for listening to our Nutrient Feature Series for the Nutrient Classic Sale 2021. Remember to click subscribe to stay in the loop as we release new episodes. From the Saddle is brought to you by Hewitt Consulting and Communications. Specialising in rural business and marketing design, find them on Facebook and Instagram.